You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Social Hotelier Podcast with me, Sam Eric Rutman. I'm excited to announce that we are already in a full swing of booking guests for the 2024 episodes. Are you passionate of sharing your unique hospitality entrepreneur's journey? If so, just send me an email to samericks at gmail.com. We're also accepting sponsorships. I can be reached at the same email. So if you just put into subject line either discovery call, if you'd like to speak about the opportunity to join me for a podcast, or if you're interested to sponsor, then put sponsorship in the subject line. Well, now on with today's episode. We have the creative director of Apogee, Mike Munt. Apogee helped entrepreneurs in the nature-based accommodation sector to be ready to communicate their value to the potential guests and work with entrepreneurs in developing a clear brand identity that speaks to their ideal guests. In many ways, it is one of those unsung heroes that are in the background who makes the entrepreneur shine in front of their potential customers. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. It was, uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you earlier in the year, and uh, it was very kind of you to ask me on your show. So thank you. Yeah, so we met for the first time in Montenegro at the uh, Eco Resort Network event, and I was really happy to meet you and your wife at that time and also to be part of that uh, networking event. And I have been impressed about, about your work, what you have done for, particularly about the couple that we are going to talk about and their, their journey in, in expanding their company and also to give a clear voice to their offerings. Mm, okay. So uh, could you think, just for the audience to understand about some of your background, uh, can you tell me a bit about your professional experience and, and about the journey of your Apogee company? Yeah, sure. Um, so, first of all, it's, uh, it's the personal love of, of what I get to do. Um, you know, I, I've always loved visual creation, um, thinking about what, um, what things mean, you know, when you look at them. Uh, but I've always been drawing right from a young age, um, you know, drawing pictures of whatever. Um, so, so that, so, so it scratches that itch for me. Uh, the, the business reason, um, is that it's a, it's a vehicle from which to create, you know, the brand visual identity and, and any supporting works. Um, you know, it helps me to, uh, you know, to promote that work. Um, and these, these days, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a long journey for me, but these days I primarily work with, uh, experiential accommodation, uh, enterprises help shape what their brand looks like, what it can sound like. Um, these days, uh, I, you know, as well as the visual side, I, I do a lot more of the, the thinking through with people um, uh, and you know, a, a lot more on the, uh, the, the overarching strategy uh, behind uh, what they want to do. Are you a graphic designer uh, by originally or are you more on the, on the narrative of, of, of brands I and mean, how you got started, just to understand your, your background a little mm. bit? 
Yeah, so yeah, I definitely did start in the in the graphic design area. Uh, you know, I started uh, many moons ago now um, doing uh, like um, you know brand sort of logos for for signage and things like that. Um, and um, really, it was it was being asked to to help people in in this space that uh, that really set me off on on this journey. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you, you worked with uh, Sarah and Jakob Dusek, who founded uh, Under Canvas, and uh, uh, known for their all-inclusive uh, glamping adventure packages and luxury glamping resorts. Uh, can you uh, help us to understand the kind of work you have done with, particularly for this company, and because they have, uh, it's really one one of those success stories. Uh, so, and of course. Uh, uh, you have been very instrumental in one way to bring out their voice to, to the customer. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's been great to work with those guys. Um, so, uh, so Sarah and Rachel, my wife, they, they've known each other uh, since university. And so it was 2009 that we were invited by, by the Dusics to uh, spend three months over summer with them uh, in, in Montana. And they were. They, they said we're building a uh, a glamping lodge um, out out on some land in Montana. Um, come and help us. And so so we did. <laughs> we uh, uh, just decided to go out out with them. And uh, so so there we were um, out in the middle of seemingly nowhere. <laughs> and. Um, I was helping Jake uh, with the the, phys the physical build. I was, um, you know, moving things around, digging trenches, whatever, whatever he needed. Um, and then, as the project progressed, uh, was built up. Um, I then uh, brought in my skill set and to help with uh, with like the brand identity design. Um, and so this this project was like uh, the project before Under Canvas. It was like a precursor, uh, and was helping them work out uh, all, all manner of things, like you know, level of interest, uh, you know, what what to do, how to run it, that kind of thing. Um, so they didn't know this at the time, but this but this project that we were working on was like uh, the prototype before Under Canvas. Uh, it was called uh, Sage Safaris, and after that um, they. Uh, they found there was a lot of interest in the uh, in the structures that they'd made. They'd um, created their own um, safari-inspired tents, uh, and there was a lot of interest in having those, but in but in other locations. I think there were um, uh, one one of their roadblocks was the fact that it was access to where they'd set up, and and so that was uh, that was one of the learning things for them uh, is you know having the right place to set up in. So, um, so taking the tents that they had, they they were asked to set them up in uh, for events in other places, and they, then they were able to see that there was interest in uh, national park zones, um, their their glamping style and their, their tents, uh, and and that kind of formed the beginning of uh, of under canvas as we know it. Wow. It I mean, you really have been with uh, Dusik from the beginning in getting your hands dirty and and, and working on on uh, the the original uh, idea, and then which has then was refined to under canvas. Mm -hmm. 
That's very, what, what have you, uh, what has yeah. that experience given you and what have you learned from that? Oh, golly, so much. Um, I mean, it's been a life-changing uh, experience with friends. You know, that, that for us personally has been like, you know, one of the biggest things for us. Um, you know, it's been a journey which has led me through to running my own business, um, understanding uh, this, uh, what for me was a new model of tourism. Um, and seeing, seeing the growth of Under Canvas over the years has been amazing, amazing experience. Uh, and just to experience the sheer amount of possibilities, uh, it's been great. Um, and I think uh, for, for me, uh, like business-wise, it's been uh, a real journey about learning what it looks like to, to build a large, consistent brand um, by helping actually build one. Um, you know, there's no there's no learning like doing, uh, and helping them to actually do it, do that has meant that um, you know I've come away with some things that I I I I know can be repeated. You know, um, so using uh, what I know can work for under canvas, but shaping it around new brand ideas is uh, is what I can uh, what what I try and help people with now. Uh, Very good. Yeah. You know, it requires a clear vision to avoid scattering mixed messages that confuses the audience. And usually the uh, entrepreneurs are very enthusiastic. They are passionate about what they do, but also has that uh, downside that they, they may just, uh, uh, in their enthusiasm, uh, scatter many kind of messages. And I think it needs someone to uh, a little bit hold them back and also to direct them. So in one way, you are one way channeling a lot of that enthusiasm into a very clear message. Uh, could you just share your insights now uh, about the development of consistency and high impact brand communication? Because I think that clearly has been, uh, if I understand correctly, has clearly been the, uh, the impact that you have given, particularly uh, this brand, uh, in order to get the voice heard to the right people with the right clear message. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right about the, the passion that uh, people come at this with, um, which is something that I, I love and I'll never tire of because um, um, it's, you know, I help with ideas, I help, shaping, help shape ideas, but it's really what they come with that, uh, you know, they, they come with things for me to shape, um, which is what I love. Um, so I, I see brands a bit like books. You've got the, the cover and you've got the story, uh, but they both need to work together to capture people's imagination. Um, you've got, uh, if you will, the cover. You've got, the, you've got to get the visual tone correct, um, a cohesive visual language that, um, you know, there's a, there's a personality that you want to get across with a brand, uh, and, and you use that through, you know, shape, color, uh, the right kind of imagery, uh, various design elements that you might have, uh, or to create a recognisable personality. Um, and then you've got uh, what's in the book, uh, the, the written communication. It's got to do the same. Uh, you know, it's got to convey the, the values, the, the voice of, of the brand and the owners, um, creating a, you know, a, a narrative that is hopefully inviting for for the audience. 
Yeah. Just to understand uh, the, the, the length of this kind of a process, how long uh, can it take uh, at, ideally or how long it took for this particular brand to, to develop where it is today? Well, for un under canvas was very much a, a long work in progress. So, you know, I will say that it, there was, um, you know, um, the early the early camps they they looked very different uh, in terms of uh, their their brand and so on. It was still the same vision, but uh, it was uh, it was shaped differently, um, and many many things that were learned by all of us over that time, you know, uh, transformed it. Um, uh, but the, these days, if I was doing it from scratch, uh, you know, I've done, uh, I've been doing some work this year with some uh, some clients, um, and um, to go from to go from zero, you know, as in I have I have some ideas, uh, let's let's make something. Uh, it's probably around about one and a half two months. Um, that's if they're having, you know, uh, lots of things that they need uh, help with in the expression work. Um, but there's, you know, there's there's different ways of, of running it. So uh, having having done uh, quite a bit of this work, um, I've got, you know, systems to help. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be me running every single piece of it either. So. Um, it could be that um, uh, you know the initial steps are me asking a lot of questions to help shape their ideas, and then um, then they may um, execute some of the uh, some of the visual or written elements themselves, uh, and I can guide them in that. Um, so um, having having a, a suite now of uh, of uh, ways of doing this, um, I can. Uh, Give them different um, uh, different modules to help with their project, um, but also different levels of my engagement. Um, so many people will come uh, from a place where they have time uh, and ideas, but they don't have as much money yet because they're having to pay. You know, they're looking for investment. They're having to pay uh, other people to help build things. Um, so. So it may be a case of they, they come in at a lower tier at that time. Um, uh, if they want more of my involvement, it can be you know a higher a higher tier. It's really depending on what, what their what their situation is at the time. Um, yeah. But but uh, uh, because I think the the in the success for for the brand depends quite a bit on uh, your involvement initially to help them to. Uh, uh, shape the language and also the visual and identity uh, and so on and that takes uh, uh, I mean from my experience uh, it, it takes quite a bit of discussions back and forth and, and so on to to uh, get it uh, get it right so I, uh, that journey usually takes a little bit longer because it's not something that you can just uh, that um, Mike do this and then you put something together and Mike add a little bit of more of that and then you do it uh, it, it's, it's more involved. But I, what I'm interested in is that you talk about the system and you talk about the modules. Could you just go, mm. dig a little bit deeper into what that actually means? Uh, so, uh, mm. because we're in uh, here, are our listeners in this podcast, 
there are people who are very curious about uh, what Mike is up to and what he's doing. So it would help them to, uh, if you can just uh, unwrap a little bit about what, what actually it means, a module, and what does the, that system yeah. is all about. Yeah, sorry, I should explain that a bit more. Uh, so we've got, um, so a, an initial module uh, would be uh, like brand core ideas, I call it that. Uh, and that's, uh, that really starts with a discussion. You know, what, what, uh, basically what's the dream? You know, what are you wanting to achieve? Um, what, uh, what is the benefit to your guests specifically? Um, and what guests does that, uh, does that best suit? So your ideal guest. Uh, and we, you know, we, we put all that together to create like the, the, the core brand ideas. And from there, um, you know, it can lead to, well, how do we next tell that as a story? Um, so I will then um, go through, uh, like, mind mapping, basically. I will go through and look at all the different points of, uh, of these ideas and then start trying to weave a thread through them. Uh, and what, what, what is the thread? What holds all of these things together as a unified whole? And can tell that as a story that will, you know, that will help the audience understand and be interested. Um, so that could be, uh, I, I guess it's like theming, yeah. brand theming. Um, it, uh, there was a uh, one this year where um, uh, I knew the client already wanted a, a water-related theme. So um, uh, they they're also talking about. Um, uh, a holistic uh, healing experience um, for their guests. They're also talking about the the level of rest and connection to nature that uh, guests will experience. Um, so really, the uh, the theme became one of waves, and there was uh, the idea of waves of rest, waves of rejuvenation and refreshing, and and, and that that was really the the driver of the of the narrative. Uh, and then, of course, uh, that led into um, the design for the logo and how we, um, you know, how we select the colours and, and all of that kind of thing. Oh. So, yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. And thank you for, for clarifying that. I think it now uh, paints the picture for the, for the audience now also exactly how you, how you think and how you work. So that's, that's, that's very good. Uh, looking at uh, uh, what you do, is there, a, is there a focus on on the kind of uh, brands and entrepreneurs that are creating these uh, nature-driven experiences, or is it just how you how you have focused on just to understand uh, where where, uh, where is your the the direction that you are working and where you are at your best, if you will? Mm. Yeah, well, I, I definitely have a a love and affinity. For, for the the nature and uh, a based and outdoor space, uh, I love the outdoors myself, um, so that helps. Um, and um, I know and uh, like a a lot a great deal of people in the space. Um, and whilst yes, I've done brands for for various different enterprises over the years, uh, but I, I did keep finding myself coming back to this this space, and so I've really kind of honed in. And uh, tried to uh, 
make things more uh, applicable yeah. uh, to, to the people here. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it helps to know, uh, as I would say to a client, you know, it helps to know who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel like I know uh, a good deal um, about the, the people here. Um, and, and I like it very much, you know, I, I would like to keep doing it. So, yeah. Very good. Um, as many of our listeners know, uh, we love technology and uh, and the only way to keep up with the new demands of travelers is to keep up with the latest and greatest from uh, self-check-in, digital concierges and keyless entries and particularly the during the pandemic period, uh, the slow-moving uh, hospitality industry was not very keen to... to uh, uh, initially to buy into those technologies. But uh, what's interesting is that, of course, the, the area where you have been involved with are the, the glamping, for instance, and the nature-based experiences. And many of those don't really apply to that. But is, is there a, do you see that, uh, that the experience people are looking for are uh, less human contact and they want to be on their own? Or is there something that is just... Uh, was initially that uh, safety factor that people were looking for, uh, or, or do you see any correlation to the kind of uh, uh, journeys or the kind of brands that you've been working with that they are thinking about those things? What are your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, there is definitely thoughts uh, and a lot of discussion around this, as, as I'm sure you know. Um, the way I see it at the moment is, um, is the choices that we have. Um, so it's, I, I'd say it's strategic uh, human contact as opposed to um, more or less necessarily. It may well mean less in some cases, but uh, I think it's um, strategic human contact. Um, so there's many great technologies uh, out there um, that will help people to, um, well, you no longer have to rely on you know, a team of people to do repetitive tasks, you know, um, uh, it's a bit like, um, you know, at the airport check-in, you know, you don't necessarily need a line of desks and every person is operating one terminal. Um, you know, you, the, the terminals do it themselves and, and they, they deal with the customers. Uh, and then you have a team uh, of supervisors who are there um, to help anyone who is stuck or needs information and things like that. Um, so I think that's um, probably a good model. Um, so I mean, in in terms of uh, hospitality, I think that you know whatever helps the guest have a, a seamless experience. Um, so it may be that you you deal with uh, you know a concierge or a, or a host, um, and any requests that you that you make. Um, you know, they go through an automated system to be to be processed, but you're dealing with a, a human being. Yes. Uh, you know, you you talk with them, you have, uh, you know, a relational discussion, um, because people are still going to be an important part of your brand, and and this is where, this is where it crosses over into the story element. Um, you know, you the, the, because we can now make choices about how many people. And what they're doing and where they are, you can you can create an experience where um, your people are part of that uh, that narrative, that experience that you want to give, um, and uh, you know 
the things which need to happen in a, in hospitality are happening, but they they could perhaps be more in the background. Uh, you know, some things are automated. Uh, some some things uh, still have to be done by people in some cases. Um, but um, the guest doesn't have to be involved with uh, as many steps yeah, yeah. Uh, as in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just uh, you can just enjoy. You could maybe be invited to go on a walk uh, as you arrive and and see see the area, and, you know, and everything else is taken care of. Yeah, part of it, I think, uh, also that uh, I see that uh, sort of that pre-arrival. Uh, pre-arrival communication and getting to know uh, the concierge or healing concierge or what whatever they would like to call those persons who are who is actually a person who can, who knows how to ask the right question who has done a little bit of uh, background check on on the on the uh, the person who's traveling uh, these days. Uh, it's quite easy to find out uh, what people's interests are. All you have to do is uh, look at uh, uh, look up their social media channels, what, what they are sharing. So if there's a certain thing that they are passionate about because they are sharing that uh, that experience, uh, then uh, it's obviously a obvious question to ask: that uh, would you be interested in if you, if people like to sit by? Yeah. You know, overlooking the valley and or what, what listen to the birds singing oh we have we have a very nice area where you can have enjoy in the early morning the the bird song so is it something you'd like to do we can help you to create this little little uh, tour for you mm, absolutely yeah yeah that's absolutely right yeah. and yeah that's so so that's you know profiling is you know is, as you know is the word yeah um, you can profile your your guests um, you know, you can start with a your your best guest, your best guest guest. <laughs> uh, if you, if you understand what I mean, you've yeah. got um, all the information that you know about your your market uh, and your ideal uh, people. You can you can create a profile, but then you can take that and and uh, adjust it for for when you encounter real people, um, and then you can you can use that to. Um, you know, like as you say, build, build, build like the you know the story and experience for guests specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's, it's it's a really it's a really interesting time, and it, I think it's a great way of like sorry to interrupt you, but give a like a nice surprise to guests. So if you if you understand them on you know a quite innate level, um, you don't necessarily need to ask them every single thing, uh, and you can you can do things for them. Pre-prepared, that um, that they were maybe not expecting, or maybe hadn't uh, hadn't even asked for, but you have uh, anticipated uh, that they might they might desire. That's true. I mean, the, that's where the the if anyone the concierge has a instrumental role in creating a memorable experience uh, for the arriving guests. There are the stories, I mean, in my previous episodes where we talked about these things where uh, concierge at the, at the resort or uh, I also had some of these experiences where they they, they done a little bit of a back, background work what, what uh, the person likes and then they surprise them mm-hmm. by uh, placing this, uh, maybe it was the, somebody likes papaya or uh, pineapple or or blueberries 
if you will, and uh, they have placed a, a, a bowl of fruit in the of their favorite fruit in the room on their arrival, and then with a small handwritten message. I mean, this game gives a something that people will remember. If they don't, they don't remember much else about their visit. Probably this is the thing that they will think about when they think about the place. Yeah. So that's where the, that it's a simple thing, but so many hotels don't think, don't make that extra effort to uh, to do that. And I think this is. Um, I'm repeating, I sound like a broken record, but I tend to repeat the same thing because I think it's so important, that initial part, and, and as you are mentioning also, that this is something that will make the world of a difference of creating that, what we call yeah. the memorable experiences. But let's talk about you. I think what I'm interested to know is about, uh, if you, this is kind of a little bit tricky question, but... Uh, what advice would you have given yourself, younger self, when you got started? I mean, you know, you have gone through a lot, but uh, if you if you start all over again and and you would be the now, the the wiser, what would you have given your younger self advice to do a little bit diff- something differently? Mm. Well, ho- hopefully, I'd be a bit wiser. Um, I don't know about that, but uh, I would definitely say to that younger self probably to to worry less. Um, I think something that a lot of people could relate to, but um, I never really knew if if branching out and, and running my own thing independently uh, would work out. Uh, so obviously I was working alongside uh, the Do Six with Under Canvas, um, but uh, you know that's that's only one thing, and I have to find other things to do. Um, and so you know, it's been, been plenty of stressful times over the years where I just didn't know if it would work out. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned COVID uh, earlier in our chat, um, and you know that that for many people was a big uh, a big world flip. Lots of things changed. Um, you know, we we were affected because um, people people just stopped operating. Um, you know, clients either stopped or they just disappeared entirely. Um, so so those moments, you know, that it's. Uh, it kind of uh, makes you pause and wonder: uh, Should I be? Uh, should I be carrying on? Um, um, but thankfully, uh, you know, just by waiting, uh, you know, there were other opportunities and other enterprises came along. Um, some to capitalise on the changes post COVID and and all of those things. Um, so. Yeah, so I'd worry less, uh, but also encourage myself to to just stay, you know, stay in the game. Because if you stay in long enough, then the opportunities do come again. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things that can be really uh, overlooked in business, is that just just staying in the game. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's not, you know, it's not quick. It's not very exciting. Um, but it, you know, I understand now that you know failing to give up is success itself. Looking ahead, uh, based on your experience and building the parts, what you do into a whole, can you help us to understand about the impact you can make for brands that are struggling? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as I've mentioned before, it's uh, it's really about you know, effective communication. So. The, the steps that I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, it's it's really about um, do, doing a really deep dive 
on on each of the things that we can that we can say before a guest even arrives. Um, so to create that uh, expectation of the experience that you can give them. Um, so so that can you know that that always starts with the conversation, of course. You know what what is it that uh, people are, are wanting to do? Uh, what uh, what can they do? Um, and um, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, yeah, and the oh sorry Sam, um, I had it in mind. I uh, kind of lost the thread there. Um, yeah, so um, to get to get to you know a, a workable brand that um, that will communicate to their ideal uh, customer, um, you know, there's there's various uh, various things that we can do. Uh, you know, that's that is the the design work, obviously, uh, but there's the there's all the thinking and um, you know idea creating, um, and um, uh, you may uh, you may remember I am I also spoke about levels of involvement uh, that uh, I can engage people with. Um, so, uh, whilst the ideal is that uh, I am involved with uh, you know with each component to to see it through to the end, um, it you, you don't necessarily have to. It's um, that that is the ideal, um, but uh, with uh, making a system. For, for each of these things, they can be, um, you know, repeated, uh, and um, sometimes it's a case of um, that the client can run with a great deal of the the workload, but I but I guide them, um, so I don't necessarily have to be, um, you know, digging through every single uh, bit uh, myself. It can be that uh, that they do uh, a lot more of the the work in detail. Uh, but I, I explain how and take them through each point uh, so that so that they can do it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think really in terms of like the impact, it, it always um, I, I always find that the best stuff just comes out just through talking. Um, those initial initial conversations, you know, um, I've got you know uh, uh, questions to direct the the conversation, of course, but. Uh, but the initial conversations are, are so important to to understand what uh, what what the dream is, um, and and I try and pull things out to so that that dream meets the customer's desires. Um, you know, it's uh, people come to me with a, a great sort of lump of 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 dis, disparate ideas together. Um, what what can I do to help shape that into a whole, you know, one one rounded thing, uh, and and that way you can, you know, throw it to the audience, and 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 then they can play with it. Very good. Yeah, uh, I have a, just two more questions uh, before we wrap up, and uh, one question I always ask my guests: uh, uh, What trends do they see happening in the travel in the, in the travel world? Uh, that we should take note of. Uh, any thoughts you have on that? Where do you see looking ahead? Uh, uh, you're already doing some some fantastic work with uh, uh, nature-based uh, travel experiences, but uh, what do, what do you see is sort of the what is the next next big thing if there is one, or is it an extension of what we already have? 
Um, it's definitely an evolution of what we have, I'd, I'd say. Um, I, I, I definitely see that there's um, a lot higher expectations by, uh, by guests. Um, I think that um, when people are, are booking, um, they, they're looking... I think people are bored by, by the old ways of, of, of doing things. You know, um, it, you know, it used to be that they'll, they'll pick a location... Uh, and then they pick a hotel um, and, and then think about all the things that they can do when they're in the area. I think now it, the, the expectation is that, that where they stay provides a lot more of the experiences uh, that they're actually looking for. You know, the, the things that people are wanting, whether, you know, whether it be adventures or, um, you know, or a healing retreat or uh, just a, a deep level of rest, uh, I think that they they're kind of expecting that where they stay provides an element of that, or or at least a starting point for that. And uh, yeah, so that is definitely something that I'm seeing seeing in the industry. Um, uh, yeah, I, th I think being able to explain um, clearly to people what you can offer uh, beyond just somewhere to put your bags and coat uh, is you know, is, is more important now. Um, yeah. And, 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 uh, alongside that, uh, you know, doing, doing that in, in a way that you invite, uh, guests on a, on a journey, you know, create, create your brand, create your story, but then, uh, you know, you have to invite your guests in, uh, into the story that you are, uh, that you are making. Very good. So last, if people are interested to find more about Apogee, how can they do so? Yeah, you can get in touch with me on, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm active on there. Um, so that would be, uh, what would it be? Uh, LinkedIn.com forward slash uh, IN forward slash Mike Munt, all as one word. Um, email is also good. Uh, Mike at uh, Apogee.uk, A-P-O-G-I-I.uk. And uh, my website is apogee.uk. Uh, it's um, the design is being redone, uh, but the the old version is still up and, and active for contact. Um, Good. So yeah, I have to ask you, what does apogee mean? Uh, so really, it's uh, it's a misspelling of the of the word apogee, as in uh, a p o g e e. Uh, which means uh, like the the top uh, point of a trajectory, so uh, you go up, you reach the top. That's your apogee. Uh, so it's uh, it's really just about you know giving people the uh, the top experience uh, using everything I can give uh, to to help people tell their best tell their best story. That's really what it what it's about. Wonderful. Now this episode uh, is. The first episode for uh, 2024, and considering we are living in a very uncertain times, I have one more thing I like. I like you to share. What message would you like to share to the world? Mm. Well, uh, well, happy new year. Um, yeah. So it, as you say, it's very, very interesting times that we're in, um, and. I think that there's always a um, there's always a question uh, around these times. I think when we reflect, um, like where where do we put our trust? Because we have to trust some something somewhere or someone. 
Um, and, you know, the easy thing is to trust that, yeah, tomorrow there'll be equally bad news and, you know, an equal amount of things to be overwhelmed about. Um, or we could choose to be joyful. And, and I don't mean blindly joyful, um, but there are ways of, um, you know, creating our, a focus so that we can have joy in ourselves. Uh, and, and some people choose uh, mindfulness and meditation, uh, you know, ways of focusing, uh, and those those are all great things. Um, for for myself, um, I I choose uh, to focus on on Jesus um, because for me he's the source of of all good things, uh, but also he's a, a person uh, and he understands our struggles. Um, you know he. We've, we've just celebrated uh, Christmas and where, where, we, where we celebrated his coming to earth. Uh, and he did that because he wanted to show that he understands what it is to live as a person. Um, and so I think when we're really going through it, um, I, you know, that's, that's where I put my attention. I put my focus um, because he's there and he's above it all anyway. Um, and I've always found him to be trustworthy. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you, your your th- very uh, th- great thoughts and also about your, the wishes for everyone. I, w- I also like to, from my side, wish everyone a very happy new year. And uh, I simply, one of my friends who I talked to not too long ago, uh, he, he gave me just advice, be good to people. I think that's all, uh, all you should be. Uh, there's, the, there's the much good there is, so just spread that the goodness and and uh, and uh, to everyone, and that uh, good things will come out. So thank you very much again, Mike, uh, for today's episode and uh, and for your fantastic insight. And I look forward to speaking with you soon again. Oh, thank you, Sam Eric. It's been really good. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us this week on the Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website b8bhospitality.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.